Yeah, you are locked into another riveting episode of Cafe Americane with your host, Chris DeGeorge. And we usually talk about very, very taboo topics when it comes to politics, entertainment, current events, and also, well, smut. But lately, lately I have been really, really struggling because I used to be on the radio and now I am forced to do podcasts. And let me tell you something. Podcasting as a podcaster has got to be one of the most boring fucking things you can do in your life. It is without question the most solitary form of broadcasting you can run across. There's no interaction with people, especially if you're doing it alone. And uh, it's just it's just not there. I want I want the pressure of doing something live. I want the pressure of somebody watching me and monitoring every single word that comes out of my mouth to make sure that I don't faux pas and get the radio station in trouble. It is so much more exciting. As a listener, I can completely understand why podcasting is so much better than live radio. Because let's be honest, terrestrial live radio sucks. It sucks. Do you really want to sit through two to three minutes of commercials? Do you really want somebody at the station to tell the broadcasters what they can and cannot say when it comes to topics? It's disgusting what's out there right now. And let me tell you something else. When I am on YouTube and one of those stupid ads pop up, do you know what I wait for? I wait for five, four, three, two, one. Next! I'm not going to sit around for a stupid two-minute commercial about some nonsense I could give a damn about. And that's what radio is. That's what terrestrial radio is all about. It's just boring nonsense. And then you've got all these hackneyed morning zoo programs with these dumb hosts that think everything is funny. It's just, oh my god, it's, it, it hurts me to think that is what radio is all about. Holy cow. It is so dumb. But anyway, I am determined, determined to make it as a podcaster. And I'm going to bother everybody in the world. And I'm going to go up everybody's ass until I am going to start making money. So be on the lookout for me on social media. How exciting is that? Anyway, to more exciting topics. This has been blown out of proportion. And I talk about it often. And it is the whole idea of other governments interfering in elections of other nations. Guess what? Reality check. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. So when the United States goes up in arms, oh my gosh, Russia interfered with the election. Well, guess what? The United States has been pulling that crap for decades. Absolutely, they've been pulling that crap for decades. And if you want to talk about other nations interfering in the elections of the United States, then let me tell you who you should be looking at. Country number one, and I'm not going to pull any punches here. Country number one, Israel. Israel influences the elections more than any other country. Diplomatically, Israel isn't even a country, but for the sake of this argument, we are going to phrase them or categorize them as a country. You should see and hear the fawning and just slovenly 
I, I don't even know how to describe it. All of these politicians blow one another at all of these APAC conferences, AIPAC, which is an Israeli interest group, which should be registered as a foreign agent, not a foreign agent, but a, a, a foreign-run group in the United States, but it's not for some reason. The next country on the list, Saudi Arabia. The third country on the list, Turkey. Not many of you know this, but Turkey ranks in the top three countries in the world that throw money into American politics. Who the hell knew that? But I think that is changing because Turkey has been going off into Syria and has been engaging in trade agreements with the Russians because they're tired of NATO, they're tired of trying to get into the EU, and they're tired of the United States backing up the Kurds while telling the Turks, hey, there's no problem here. And the Kurds are, are I don't know, the Kurds are a, are, are a group of people in uh, northwestern Iraq, northeastern Syria, and southern Turkey. They've been trying to get their own country forever. And everyone says, yeah, yeah, sure, except the Turks. The Turks say, you can go shit in your hat. That's not going to happen. But now the United States has been using them, the Kurds, in Iraq, in Syria. They've been arming them. They've been funding them. And the Turks have had enough. So they decided, the Turks, to invade Syria. They just walked in and invaded Syria. And they started to attack the Kurds. The United States also invaded Syria. There's no other way to put it. The United States is illegally in Syria. They have invaded Syria and they refuse to leave. Why? Because the United States is trying to get the natural resources that Syria has. And they're using the Kurds as middlemen. The United States has refused to leave Syria because ISIS was defeated, Trump decided to stop funding ISIS and stop giving ISIS weapons that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton orchestrated that one. Trump decided to stop that. But Trump also did something else. He decided to create a buffer force, a border force in Syria where ISIS used to be. Now, there is a 30,000-strong terrorist force backed by the United States in eastern Syria. And this borders Iraq. Gee, I wonder how they could be getting supplied. So this is all nonsense. All nonsense. And now we've got these people saying, holy smokes, how could any country interfere in the elections of the United States? This pillar of democracy that nobody should be able to touch, a shining beacon on the shores of liberty, beating back the waves of tyranny. Nonsense. It's nonsense. Former CIA chief James Woolsey appeared on Fox News, and he was a little more realistic. And let me tell you something, it doesn't make me proud to be an American.
He was asked, have you ever tried to meddle, or have we ever tried to meddle in other countries' elections? And this was Laura Ingram, the harpy on the right. She decided to ask him that question. And he said, oh, probably, but it was for the good of the system. Ingram then asks, what don't they do now? And we don't do that, do we? We don't mess around in other people's elections. And this is perfect. Perfect. Because Woolsey then says, well, hmm, numb, hmm, hmm, only for a good cause. In the interests of democracy. That's an exact quote, by the way. I didn't make that into a hyperbole at all. Woolsey decides to flummox around and flub around and says, well, maybe kind of uh, in the interests of democracy, of course. So this ex-CIA chief admitted that American foreign policy is to meddle in other countries' elections in the interests of democracy. Mm, no, he also said it's for the good of the system and it makes the system work. What system are we talking about? And let me tell you something else. So guess what? The system that he's talking about is the system of the West and it is, it's their idea of global domination. Let's just throw it out there. They do not want a multipolar world. They want a unipolar world. And they want the United States to go around the world and beat people up. While the Western Europeans fund the whole thing. And now we have this guy, ex-CIA chief Woolsey, saying that the United States, yes, we interfere, but it's for the good of the world. It's for the good of the system. And it's always in the interests of democracy. Democracy is a code word for those of you that haven't realized that yet. Democracy, whenever you hear a politician talk about spreading democracy to another country or another part of the world, interpret that as blowing people up. Usually blowing brown people up. Whenever you hear it's for the good of democracy, it's for the good of war. It's for the good of business. It's for the good of the industrial military complex that we hear so much about. That's who it's good for. And those industries and those companies that are in those industries fund the politicians and they fund the elite within this country. That's who it's good for. It's not good for me. It's not good for you. It's not, certainly not good for the people in those countries. If you need to look at any examples, look at what the Clintons did in Haiti after the earthquake. That country is still devastated, even though those organizations were supposed to fund the rebuilding effort. No, they didn't do that. Of course not. It's for the good of democracy, though. Yeah, really? The Clinton friends were caught trafficking children across the country that's for the good of democracy utter scum utter scum and so the united states is now on this witch hunt to find people that were interfering with democracy and interfering with the election they haven't found shit 
The only thing they found was that Democrats are a bunch of losers when it comes to admitting that they've lost. That's the rank and file voters. The higher ups, and I'm talking about elected officials, I'm talking about people within the deep state and the ties to other elites that are outside of the political structure, they know what's going on. And if they don't, they're morons. Because if I can figure it out, they should be able to figure it out. Or maybe not. That's why they got elected, because they can't figure things out. This is all about a push to make sure China and Russia and Iran do not gain any sort of foothold in the world. And foothold in the world could mean anything. It could mean an expansion of territory. It could mean increasing trade with other countries that the West has usually dominated trade in. It could mean that they go into countries and say, look, we're not going to blow you up like the West and America, but this is what we're going to do for you. We're going to enhance your infrastructure. We're going to build roads. And ex in exchange for this, we don't want money because you're already in debt with the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, and you're already not paying those bills back. But we do want the natural resources that are available in your country. And in exchange, we'll take care of all of your stuff. We'll take care of your infrastructure. Most countries will go with that. And if you give them a square deal, unlike most of the time in the West, these countries will easily be swayed. So we are on the cusp of a major, major global realignment. And a major global realignment is exactly in line with what is going on on an energetic level. And I'll go more into that in the next podcast.